After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is Shelley Wilson. At the young age of 21, she decided to start her own business, Wilson Home Care. She was recognized in 2003 by Pacific Business News as one of Hawaii's 40 under 40 and was one of the fastest 50 companies two years in a row. Her company was also recognized in Forbes magazine with an outstanding small business award. She is actively involved with different business community organizations such as the Chamber of Commerce and the Healthcare Association of Hawaii to name a few. And she also provides international support to aid underprivileged children in Africa and Vietnam. Please welcome to our show a young and very accomplished woman, Miss Shelley Wilson. Welcome to our show, Shelley. Thank you. So could you tell us a little bit more about Wilson Home Care? Well, we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year, and um, we've been in, in uh, the island of Oahu only for the last 10 years, providing in-home health care services, everything from companionship to um, uh, skilled nursing. Our primary level of care that we um, provide for most of our patients is uh, certified nursing assistance and we do um, basic activities of daily living with patients in their homes. And our clients range from uh, infants, babies, all the way up to geriatrics. Some of them recover um, from their ailments and illnesses and other people we also do work with hospice. Being so young, what inspired you to open up a home care facility? Uh, well, actually, when I was um, very young, in 1992, I was in the military and I was in um, an active duty uh, military accident. And um, after that um, period of time, I uh, was in a wheelchair for some time and uh, recovering. It took uh, several years for me to fully recover. Eventually, I moved out to Hawaii. So I think that was definitely an inspiration to me to start an in-home um, type business. Uh, where I was in Iowa when I was injured, uh, I didn't have any, any care available. So, What's the story behind how you ended up in Hawaii? Uh, I came out to Hawaii um, after being in a wheelchair in 30 below zero weather in Iowa and uh, I came out here with some friends and I recovered um, at Tripler Army Medical Center so just a, a combination between the military bringing me here and friends and um, weather and so you've stayed for that whole time period what keeps you from going back to the mainland uh, the business, definitely the business, and I, I, feel, I feel like Hawaii is definitely my home. I've lived here longer than I've ever lived anywhere before. Um, I, I definitely have a family, I think, in our community here. Uh, we have about 200, well, almost 230 staff right now, between, I guess, 230 and 250 staff. So um, it's awfully, awfully difficult to, to, leave, to leave my Wilson home care family. You mentioned that you recovered at Tripler Hospital. Um, after that, you went home for recovery. Is that when you realized that, you know, it was difficult to find the help 
in the home? Um, prior to coming to Hawaii, I was um, uh, in incapacitated, completely incapacitated, and that's when I was staying with my parents at the time and recovering. And then once I came to Hawaii, I've, I've never left since. So Tripler was more of therapy and, and getting back on my feet. Going through that kind of experience at a young age, what um, is the most important lesson you took from it uh, that you use today? Mm, I think that um, I, I was 18 when I had my accident. I think a lot of 18-year-olds feel like they have nine lives and um, the sky's the limit. And um, being involved in a near-death accident really puts things in perspective um, pretty quickly that life is very, very precious and um, I better do something really big. I've been given an opportunity to make my mark and help other people. So. How was that for you, opening up the business at 21? Because that's a really young age. And um, are you able to share some of the challenges and some of the things that you learned along the way that helped you to become successful? Yeah, I, I think um, at any age it's a challenge to start a business and maintain your drive and passion and ambition. Um, but if you really, really believe in what you're doing, you can you can find a way, you can make a way, make make it happen. Uh, but I think being so young also helped me from not knowing any better. To a certain degree, it was um, being a little bit naive about um, business and um, and uh, the world and and finance and whatnot. But I learned um, a lot of tough lessons, and I just kept on uh, getting back up again. And and uh, it's those are probably some of the best. Um, best ways to learn is to actually go through the experience and and uh, be knocked down knocked down a, a few times. But I think uh, when I first started the business, um, I had three other jobs at the time. Uh, I didn't receive a, a paycheck from the company for five years, which most people think is crazy. But um, you know, in the long run, it, it certainly it certainly has paid off. And you know, I wasn't doing it to become a a bazillionaire either. It was really my heart was to help people and to um, you know it's wonderful even for our employees just to, to be able to provide a, a job and opportunities for them as well. What kept you going for five years without pay? Other jobs. I was um, definitely uh, needing to work in other jobs but uh, I think that I just knew that it was going to work out. I just knew that eventually Hawaii is very um, much a, a, uh, a tight-knit community of people People know people and reputation and if you do a good job they'll tell their friends and family about you and I think that's what really has paid off is the word-of-mouth business that we've created. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com.
and all while benefiting the community. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Shelly Wilson, founder of Wilson Home Care. She was recognized in 2003 by Pacific Business News as one of Hawaii's 40 under 40 and was one of the fastest 50 companies two years in a row. What kind of advice could you give for people that maybe are in a similar situation, they're building a business, uh, they're in the earlier stages of it and everyone is telling them that they're ridiculous. What kind of advice could you give to them? Well, I think, like, like I had said before, if you have a passion for what you're doing and you believe that it's going to work out, you have a great idea, a great concept, you've done your due diligence, you know um, the research behind the industry that you're embarking on, um, I, I think people, you have to give it time. It doesn't happen overnight. Nurturing and, and support, and it, it does take time. Things, things just don't come to you. You did so. mention that there were several people that helped to mentor you and teach you how to run your business and, you know, along the way help you out. Are you able to share with us who was really influential in helping guide you in the right way to being successful? I think um, one person in particular that um, really was um, my biggest cheerleader along the way was my accounting um, person. And uh, he was an older gentleman out of Waimea, the Big Island. And I had hired him in the phone book one day um, after nine months of trying to do my own accounting uh, with one of those wonderful off the off the shelf um, QuickBooks programs and uh, instead of um, ending up being audited by the IRS I thought I'd better hire hire someone to take care of that and he um, he was wonderful I, I tried to fire him numerous times because I couldn't pay him eventually we had some really tough years and uh, and so he was wonderful he worked um, he worked with me for several years with no pay and uh, I would I would frequently speak to him about you know where the business was and what was happening and he was very very supportive and uh, seems like a lot of people in this in the very beginning stages are non-paid how are you actually convincing them as well you know as yourself to keep doing that you know I think that in, in to, to a certain degree in life when you really need people or you need resources things things just work out or there are certain people that show up in your life that believe in what you're doing they have the same vision or same passion for or they see it in you and uh, and they're willing to help out along the way and and my accountant I did start off paying him oh. and at, at some point um, I, I said oh you know I can't I can't afford to keep you any longer and trying to get rid of him but um, he really I convinced him that I knew that this was going to work out I had this big idea and dream and and eventually it did and, and he had a really, really fat paycheck at the end of it all, so he wasn't too disappointed in the long run. How was it doing business, though, being that you're not originally from Hawaii, and then you come in as a mainlander, and then trying to mark your ground, and trying to build a business, and then as Evan had said, you know, you're trying to include these people, and yet buy your idea and hope that this is going to work. How was that for you? I, I think... Um, like we had spoke about before, the, the community that we have in Hawaii is very, very much word of mouth. And we all refer our friends and family, and it's this protection that everybody has, I think, for each other's best interests as well. But, um, you know, taking care of a few um, 
uh, fairly big clients in the beginning helped out a lot. And so doing a very good job with them and, and getting acquainted with some of the physicians and seeing the work that um, the company had done really um, was our mark of approval, I think, for, for a small group of individuals. And then it, it just kind of started from there. When you were working your three jobs, right, that, that includes the business as well? Mm -hmm. At what point did you decide that it would be good for you to quit those two other jobs and you wanted to dedicate 100% of your time to the Wilson Home Care Center? Um, I, I don't exactly know what, what point that was. Probably when I wasn't sleeping at all anymore. Um, between the National Guard, uh, I was working at the bank. I had, a, I had a private patient I was taking care of as well and the business. So in the National Guard, it was only on the, on the weekends once a month. But it just, uh, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. And I had roommates at the time. And you know, in your 20s, you're supposed to be out at the clubs with your friends and going to the movies. And I was the old lady of the house that was constantly working and um, working on the business and stuff. So um, probably when I wasn't sleeping anymore, I probably decided at that point. But I, I don't really remember. What's the hardest thing about starting your business when you first got started? What was the, the hardest experience you had to go through? Probably just, um, just learning about all of the ins and outs of regulations and business licensing and there's a lot of accounting involved and there's a, a, a tremendous amount of filing that you have to do as a business owner and just trying to learn about all the proper procedures and, and whatnot. And the Hawaii um, Business Center, um, there's a Hawaii Women's Business Center is now available, but I think um, DBET also um, has a wonderful facility that you can go to and they have a lot of pamphlets and whatnot to help you um, get started. So I, I did have some of their literature to, um, to guide me, but that, that's kind of a sea of, of um, craziness when you first get started trying to figure out you know, when do you file and just to keep you out of trouble. Do you have a story? Though? Tell us a story of when you first got started and you know, the stories you laugh at now, but at the time weren't too funny. Oh, wow. I have lots of stories like that. Um, well, my first offices were, I say offices because I did move to different apartments, but my first offices were in my home. And so I had a, a line, a direct line there. So it sounded very, very professional. We were in a, you know, a marble office building downtown, but we were really in a little teeny tiny apartment in Kalihi um, answering the phone. And sometimes um, with our patients, well now we have, um, we have nursing and staffing departments that are on call 24 hours a day, but I was on call for 24 hours a day for about the first five or six years. And so I became very accustomed to answering the phone at two o'clock in the morning, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know, hello, Wilson Home Care, how can I help you? Like I wasn't sleeping at all, and you answer the phone. Uh, so when people complain about being on call now, I, I have to remind them that I was on call for years straight. So that's, uh, th those, those memories of being in the trenches and building the business, and I, in some, to, to some degree, um, I miss um, and the interaction that I had at that level with patients and employees, and now the size of the company, um, I have many more people to help me manage, but it, that's, that's good. The, all the, the tough times are good to remember. Are you able to share with us um, how the transition was for you as from you know being an employee and being in the grind, the daily grind, and now 
being the employer where it's more overseeing and trying to manage and whether it's finding new employees or manage them, how was that transition for you? Um, I think I think it's it's still a challenge and it's an ongoing challenge when you're growing. Um, it's uh, growing pains, constantly different level levels that you go through, and um, I, I I don't think that ever stops. There's new challenges every day, and uh, working with people is is very very difficult. All the different personalities and and different ways in which people are successful, you have to identify strengths and weaknesses in your in your team to find out what what makes them successful. So you really ultimately have to be the the flexible one constantly. Um, it, it's it's been wonderful. I've always dreamed of having a management staff to help um, be on call and and to uh, manage the the field staff that we that we take care of. But that's also a challenge finding the right people that represent your vision and your mission and uh, and the company. But we have some wonderful um, people on our team now. Very very proud. They're like family members. Everybody has the same uh, vision and passion for what we're, what we're doing. And it really shows with our patients. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Shelly Wilson, founder of Wilson Home Care. What are some of the questions that you're asking your key employees in the interview process to kind of weed out whether they're lying or not? Lying or not? Uh, well, our our interview process is pretty complex. It's uh, it's very detail oriented. The staff go through um, three different uh, departments within our company: human resources, uh, nursing, and staffing. And one of the most essential questions that all of the managers and all of the staff hiring employees ask themselves is if we would allow this person to take care of our own parent or our own loved one. And if the answer is no at any level um, during the interview, um, that person is not Wilson Home Care material. So it's kind of more of an intuitive decision? Um, to, to, a, to a certain degree, if we don't feel comfortable with the skills or the background um, or the individual, then our patients certainly won't feel comfortable with that person. So, We talked earlier a little bit about the growing pains you mentioned. Are you able to share with us maybe some tips? Because as you grew through your growing pains, what are some things that you learned and how did you overcome those challenges to solve those issues that were coming up? Um, I think that um, 
as the company grew, some of the challenges with getting financing, uh, the banks are, are very adamant about you having years of history and uh, financial background and, and whatnot. And, and when you're a new company, of course, you don't have that. When one door won't open, find another door. There are always other avenues and other doors. And especially now, I think uh, we've certainly progressed in our community. There's a lot of different um, business uh, resources and business clubs that help you find um, grant monies or um, funding to start new companies, um, seed monies. I know the the um, university has an angels program. So if you have an idea and you have a vision for something and a passion, you can really find a way. You always can. And so just making sure that you um, you're ambitious enough or you have supporters that are ambitious enough to keep you going is really what I would I would express to everyone. How did you guys find your first financing? Our first financing was through my MasterCard and um, eventually I, I was able to, to pay that off but that, that was definitely a risk and a, and a chance and I know there's many people that um, finance their or, or their new startup companies on their credit cards and it doesn't work out that's a that's a bad um, it, the traditional means of going to the bank are always the the best the best way certainly but um, well the credit card company loved you because they did accumulating yeah <laughs> yeah so I helped then, get then she moved started. from MasterCard to Visa yeah. <laughs> So when did you get formal financing, or did you not need it? Uh, eventually, we, we did to grow the company. And it takes money to make money. And to, to get to the next level, you constantly have to feed your organization. And you know sometimes um, you, know, you see, wow, we're really making a lot of money. That doesn't mean you run to the mall and, and, uh, and take everything out of the accounts, and it, it's free for all. Or I think a lot of people think when you own a company, uh, you you spend a lot of time at the yacht club, um, hanging out and, and having martinis, but that's really not the case. You have to continue always, even after ten years. You have to continue to watch the bottom line and and making sure you're financially responsible. The money stays in the company and it grows, and it you know it it's certainly um, not uh, not what people traditionally think happens. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. 
You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Shelly Wilson, founder of Wilson Home Care. Shelly is actively involved with different business community organizations such as the Chamber of Commerce and the Healthcare Association of Hawaii. Shelly also provides international support to aid underprivileged children in Africa and Vietnam. What's the reason that you decided to start getting involved in the community boards and nonprofit organizations as you mentioned? I think it's it's very very important um, to participate in finding new ways to help our patients and our elderly um, services are, are really challenged. I know that people hear about it on a, on a daily, weekly basis in the news. Long-term care, Medicare, Medicaid cuts, um, uh, health, in, health insurance or health care is very, very expensive. And so trying to become involved to become an advocate for our patients as well. And that's what we essentially do when we're when we're providing care for them we're, we're certainly the patient's advocate but really getting involved in the community and and also providing education for other people it's that's very very important I think do you consider that a part of your business the community efforts or is it kind of separate or how do you consider that no I, I definitely think it's a part of a part of the business and again Hawaii being the tight-knit community that it is it's really important to be involved and have a voice and, and business associates and contacts and networking and we all can help each other out in, in the end. Could you tell us a little bit more about some of the nonprofit organizations you are involved in locally? I um, currently uh, am a board member for the Chamber of Commerce and I'm the chair for the Health Issues Committee and I also participate with the um, Hawaii Society of Corporate Planners and um, the Organization of Women Leaders. I'm the incoming um, president for this upcoming um, season. And uh, as far as the nonprofits that I, more of the nonprofit work that I do is more international with um, some of the children's organizations. Like what? I mean, what, what organization would that be? Um, two years ago, I went to Africa. I went to Ethiopia for several weeks uh, with Rotary International and helped in a polio eradication effort there. And, uh, and then last year, I participated uh, with ch uh, Kids Without Borders, and we went to uh, Vietnam for a month and uh, delivered um, food and supplies and, and medical um, supplies to orphans and, uh, and different uh, children's organizations there. What was the most moving experience that you had in Africa and then the most moving experience you had in Vietnam? Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I think that the, there's, there's love at all ages, at all um, different levels with um, all different kinds of people. You don't really need to speak the language. You don't need to um, be able to to verbally um, communicate with somebody, uh, but there's nothing like holding a baby, a little baby. Babies are the same all over the world, and in Africa and in Vietnam, there are, are a lot of children there that just need a hug and just need um, love, and the children in those countries work very, very hard from a very young age, and um, it's just remarkable um, what a hug from a child can do. Are you able to tell us your involvement through the Army, what that did to build you as a person, to build you also as a leader? What did you learn from that? Well, I think as young as I was when I first uh, went away to uh, training um, at 18, uh, just 
discipline and um, perseverance. The military really, really teaches you teamwork, um, just the fundamentals of, of life, basically. And you're just kind of thrown into this group of strangers in uh, boot camp, and you have to work with them, and you have to get along, and um, you really depend on them. And your life essentially depends on your battle buddies and, and people looking out for you. So just it just forces the fundamentals on of life on you, I think, in a, in a much more rapid um, demeanor than you know might might have taken me a lot longer to learn what I learned in in the army, but it's very good. Why did you join the army? I um, joined the army to the um, huge dissatisfaction of my entire family <laughs> when I was seventeen. I um, had started to apply for college and um, to see what was out there and I didn't think I was going to be able to get a scholarship. My sister was in the same grade as I at the time so my parents were going to have to pay for both of our uh, college educations and so I decided that I would be the responsible sibling and um, join the military and I would join early so I could get a year out of um, out of the way. So while I was in high school, um, between 17 and 18, I drilled with the local um, National Guard in Iowa, and then I went away to boot camp uh, the day after graduation. And I ended up getting a scholarship um, late in my senior year, a little late, but um, nevertheless I did get uh, a, a small scholarship uh, through the University of Iowa. Have you ever felt that being a woman and especially a young woman in business has been an advantage or a disadvantage? Or neither, it's just moot. Uh, I, I guess I'm not, um, I, I'm never ever going to be a victim. And from my accident um, all the way to where I am today, you can be a victim or you can be a survivor. And so I don't ever try to play the victim role or is it more challenging or excuses of because I'm young or because I'm a woman. Uh, most people are still um, pretty shocked after I've spoken with them over the phone and I meet them face to face. Most people are expecting somebody probably a little bit older than I am, um, but it's much, um, much less shocking now than it was 10 years ago when I show up at 21 to take care of your, your mom or your dad. Um, so I guess I, I don't, I don't really try to think about it, but I'm expecting a little bit of, of shock um, when, people, when people meet me. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.